2: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TakeCast. My name is Davis Maddock. You guys can find me on Twitter, at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the show, I was joined by my buddy, Nick Costas. You guys can find him on Twitter, at the Costas, And uh, he is the host of, one of the hosts of You Better, You Bet. He's been on this program before. I brought him on to kind of just talk about the uh, the world of sports wagering and sports wagering content. And then, of course, you know, just a, a larger conversation about the football season and, uh, and and honestly how we we sort of anticipate all of the, the COVID testing concerns and everything to uh, impact the NFL playoffs, the NBA. I know it's not a discussion a lot of people are, are wanting to have, but uh, as always, Nick provides some entertaining Context to these discussions. If you want to support the show, you can get bonus episodes on Patreon.com/Takecast, or you can just leave a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, let's go ahead and get into the episode. All right, everyone, welcoming back into the show my friend Nick Costas. Uh, Nick Costas, uh, unclear exactly the the right pronunciation there for for me from uh, from you. Better you bet. He's a, a multi-time guest of the show and I just wanted to catch up with my uh with my friend this week Nick uh how's it going bud
3: what's going on Dave it's great to be on with you buddy um love your show so thank you very much for having me um Costos is the correct pronunciation but like so I went on like the UFC on the line like betting show last week and they asked me like 10 times how do you pronounce your name and I ended up pronouncing it incorrectly which is not like me taking a shot at anybody because like this stuff can be difficult all good but um I just feel like the default should always be just say it like Bob Costas, like it's close yeah. enough yeah are you, are you Greek? Is it Greek? Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. This is gonna, like a, a ridiculous tangent. Like, my name is Nicholas Gus Costos. It's like as Greek as it gets.
2: It's as Greek as it gets.
3: My sister took one of those ancestry tests, and we are actually like 65% Italian. So.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's always how it works. Like, my my last name is Czech. But we uh like my like we're mostly French, like because because we have it from both sides, which I is, love that I'm a Francophile. I love the French, I think that's awesome. Did you know that Duolingo is free? I I I took French in college and I recently learned that Duolingo, which is like the you know, this very widely available language app, it's it's free. I mean, they they have like a payment function to get some money out of you, but it's free. So I have I've started uh, relearning. French via Duolingo. I do it every morning, uh, in the gym on, on the stair step where I do my Duolingo. It's free. I think that's badass, man. Like there are some things in my life and I'm,
3: I'm 38. And like, I think like, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at what I do. And like, I like enjoy the things that I do. I, I've got like a musical mind. And one of my best friends is literally has a doctorate in music from Brandeis. Like he's a genius, like much smarter than me. And like, he's always said to me, like, you have a great mind for music because we will sit and we will talk about the way like things are composed and time signatures. And like I, I can't li- have these conversations with literally anyone else in my life. Like I will talk to my girlfriend about this stuff and she's like, I don't understand what you're talking about. Like, let's talk about something else, which is fine. Like, I think that a lot of people are like that. Right. All good. It's like there are things she's into that I'm not into. So all good. Um, but like I've never actually sit down and tried to learn an instrument. I would also like to learn how to speak like another language really well, like I can speak, get away with Spanish. Um and like I just don't do it. And I feel like at this point in my life, like maybe I'm too old, maybe not. We'll see. But I, I give you credit for doing that because I would like to do it and I don't.
2: I mean, you're the 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 you're too old stuff. Like I I mean I think that I'm I'm 10 years younger than you and I think that on on things. All it's the all time. bullshit. Like, it's bullshit. It is. Like I, I really should just
3: man up and just do it.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's such a, it's such a, you know, a self-protection mechanism and, and, uh, I, I fall victim to this too. And I bet, I bet you do as well. Like when it is football season, you're like, well, I'm too busy to do anything. Well, like like, to be
3: fair, like, but that's not, that's not a protection thing. Like that's just like an accuracy. Like there's no, there there really is no time to, I guess like Mondays and Tuesdays are a little more tame and Wednesdays are than Thursday through the weekend. But like, man like there ain't no like you want to work out like that's what i would do and i have to take my workout time and do something else or combine them i guess but there really is no time during football season i feel like maybe maybe i am bullshitting maybe there is time that i should just make it i don't know
2: i mean we we talk about this stuff on this show all the time like the the life optimization and like habit stacking and stuff but like habit stacking is that's like the most effective way to make use of your time so like oh you know if, if going to the gym is important to you if like you know going to the driving range and working on your game is important to you like find a way to stack multiple habits on top of that like listen to an audiobook when you go to the driving range or uh you know set up like okay i'm gonna respond to these 10 emails when i am you know jogging or whatever and like that's yeah, yeah. going be that's how i'm gonna make that use of that time and like i i obviously have lots of like unproductive time because i think i mean i think unproductive time is important right like having, yeah. Having t- I mean, t- having time I- to just like be a, a, a fucking pile is like, I think pretty important.
3: I do love well, the way I, I put it. So like, I, I reference my girlfriend a lot because I feel like we're different, which is great. She's always on the move. Like yeah. she doesn't like to sit still the way I like to put it is, and like, I'm different. Um, I think that I'm wound tighter than most people. Um, so it's like, I look at myself as like, I'm like a phone, like a cell phone sometimes. And when I get down to like 1%, like I need to plug into, I need to charge. And that may mean like I lay on the couch for like eight hours and I don't look at that as being unproductive. I actually look at that as being like, I am like enabling myself now to like be the best version of myself the next day. Cause I'm worn the fuck down. So yeah. no, I totally get it. No, I,
2: I, I think unproductive time can actually be productive in an instance like that. I love to sit on my ass and do nothing. That's like, that's like what my Saturdays are. You know, like not not doing nothing, but just like like I probably will tweet like twice on a Saturday, and like I won't be I won't be checking my phone. I I I don't do college football like in a professional perspective. Like we don't we don't do projections on daily. I watched
3: zero college football this year, none. I can get all of it on the show, and I'm open about that on the show. Like you guys, I work six days a week. Yeah, you want me to fucking sit and watch college football all day on Saturday? I have to have a life. Like my girlfriend, my girlfriend's
2: gonna break up with me. Like I, I can't do this. Like, I got to have, I got to have a day. Like, I got to have a day that does not revolve around my professional life, which is something that's really interesting when, uh, you know, and no one is going to have any sympathy for this conversation, obviously. But when your job is sports, when your job is fantasy football, when your job is sports wagering, the the lines become very blurred between what is personal time and what is professional time. Because, like, obviously, you know, I should be watching all of these island games You know, I should be watching Thursday night football. I should be watching Sunday night football. I should be watching Monday night football for my job. And I kind of want to anyway, but like, also like, you know, these games go to like 11 o'clock and I get up super early. Like I get up at like five, 6 AM. And so like, I, you know, getting eight hours of sleep is, is super important. And so like those, those lines between what you're doing for personal enjoyment and like, so that you can talk about these games for your job. Like it gets super blurred.
3: Well, I'm, I, I said on my show yesterday, I'm not watching Raiders Browns on Saturday,
2: like not live yeah. at least. Like I'll watch no. like
3: the YouTube condensed condensed version. I'll watch Patriots Colts because I have to, I have to get up early Sunday morning to do like a like a couple of different shows.
2: Right. But like i so I'll be home
3: to watch that game. I, there's no chance I'm watching Raiders
2: Browns live. Like I I need to have my Saturday. It's Like zero percent. And that's that's not that's even it. a good game. You know, like that's not even that's not even uh, like that's not even one that in my in my personal life I don't watch. So that's a that's a good little transition to kind of what i wanted to focus on today which is like the 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 role of sports media as sports wagering becomes like larger parts of the broadcast like like you know uh uh, instead of like picking a team straight up to win on the broadcast now a lot of the times they have you know picking against the spread and and you know you better you bet is is sports wagering entertainment and the show that i do on sports grid is like sports wagering entertainment and i had um Rob Pizzola, who I, I assume you are probably familiar with on the show. I've, I,
3: I've, I, I've known Rob for like close to a decade.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and we talked a lot about. Great, that
3: too. great guy. Like, like, yeah. off, I think he comes across as a good guy on the stuff he does. A really funny, good guy, like off air, off camera.
2: Yeah. Super, super good dude. And, you know, uh, he, he has a really interesting perspective because, you know, he is actually like a professional gambler. And Correct. Yes. Which is, you know, I, I never, uh, advertise myself as, as a professional gambler, which I think is like super important in what you and I do, because I think that the, there are, there is like kind of this like uniquely American thing where people are, are pretty comfortable paying for picks. And like, I've seen some discussion about this, like, you know, in Europe, you would, you would never pay for picks, right? Like that, that just would not be part of the thing, but it, it is something that Americans are comfortable doing. And like uh, as sports betting Americans get
3: cons so yes
2: well just as sports betting becomes more legal more popular more people are doing it DraftKings you know they're trying to they're trying to boost their stock price there's like this huge war for customer acquisition between FanDuel and DraftKings and PointsBet and BetRivers and all these um you know these these big companies like I I think that the role of sports wagering entertainment and like it, it sounds stupid but I actually think it's kind of important the the job that you do thanks no I
3: agree um and like selfishly this is going to sound really self-serving because it is but also because it's the truth like sincerely um we do wagertainment, which I coined and then like my company like stole for me and uh and trademarks which is fine because like they treat me really well so all good um it allowed all good. I I love, and I actually mean, I mean this, I've worked for a lot of places. I love the place that I work for genuinely. So all good. Um, Wagertainment in my eyes is entertaining, but smart sports betting talk. So like, yeah, like I'm kind of zany and like, I crack lots of jokes and I break into song And I say wild things because my brain moves really fast, which is great in my professional life, maybe not always great in my personal life, but we will always support that with like really intelligent sports analysis. Um, And that's where I feel like, candidly, where I feel like you better, you bet. And this is, I know that, and I do not mean to make this like about me and my show, but I will just use this as an example where I feel like you better you bet and shows like mine and content like mine. And again, this is not like to prop myself up. I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. And I could be wrong. I'm wrong about a lot of shit, it's possible, um, where I feel like it's going to win, where that type of content is going to win. And the parallel that I'll draw, and I feel like you're actually the perfect person to have this conversation with because you exist in largely in the fantasy realm, right? And I come to you for right. awesome shit all the time. I think you're really good at what you do. Um, when fantasy football first exploded, and I understand that it's not the same thing, and I'll kind of get to what I think the difference is in, in a moment here. When fantasy first exploded, you had every like Joe Blow out there give it, st- bullshit start sit based on fucking nothing. Right. Reve- uh, this revenge game for this guy, so start. It's like doesn't it means nothing. And as time went on, and the audience got smarter, like that that person has like largely disappeared. Like doesn't exist anymore. So, like, when I go for fantasy analysis now, like, I go to the people I trust who are, like, proven, right? I go to you. I, I hit up my buddy Jamie Eisenberg from CBS, who's, like, a great friend of mine, and who's awesome. Yes. I subscribe to Establish the Run because I think Evan Silva's, like, the best and Mike Gallagher for fantasy basketball. I don't go to Joe Blow for fantasy football analysis because I want to win. And, like, the stakes are, unless you're doing high stakes leagues like you do, like, most people are just doing their home leagues, a couple hundred, whatever, a couple hundred fifty 50 bucks, a couple hundred, whatever. Right sports betting. It's like the stakes are higher. Like literally they're higher because there's more literally, money on the line. Yeah. So like, I am a big proponent of don't hate the player, hate the game. So if I were in the position now in my career, and thankfully I am not, I mean that sincerely, like thankfully I am not, but if I were in the position where I could get a job just doing like bullshit surface level treetop sports betting analysis yeah. Like, well, Jalen Ramsey's out, so pound the Cardinals. Right. Like there are people that get paid to do that. I am not hating on them because I am sure if I were them and I could get a job, whereas I may not otherwise, and it's not the case for everybody, like I would do that. So I am not hating on the people. It's the game sucks right now. And I don't even know if it sucks, like it just kind of like is, you know, it kind of is what it is. It is my hypothesis, and again, I could be proven wrong, that as time goes on, I feel like a lot of like the TikTok sports betting content. I am not taking a shot at it. A lot of it is entertaining. There is a place for it. I want sure. everyone to make as much money as possible as long as I am still making my money. Go get your money. All good.
2: Yes, that's a that's a key point. I am all for whatever corporate dollars uh, trickling down to the talent as possible. Go get it. I, yeah, go get, don't it. get Your money. Yeah. Like the I, Pat McAfee deal.
3: Yeah. The Pat McAfee deal. You would be shocked by how many messages I got last week from people. Oh, dude, what the fuck does Pat McAfee do? This is bullshit. And I'm like, you idiot. The people in the industry. Like you should want this deal to have another zero in front of it be 300 million, because all yeah. it means is that there's it's more money for everybody if that's what's happening. So, like, I don't begrudge any of this stuff. I think it's great. I hope everyone gets paid because it means that we're going to get paid likely more money. But it is my hypothesis that as time goes on and like because people are going to lose their money based on the shitty analysis that like the real good stuff is going to cut through. And it's not just going to be the real good stuff in terms of like, well, you know, the number of the game is this, so I want to bet this. It's going to be being able to merge that with entertainment. Now, selfishly and in self-serving, I think I do that well. And I think my show does it well. So I think my show is going to win, but I think that content like that is going to win moving forward. And I don't know if that's kind of like a, I don't know if that's the answer you were looking for, but there is kind of like the Nick Costos mission statement on sports
2: betting content. No, I, I think you are. I think you're absolutely right. You know, I think that the, the difficult thing for, you know, these these big media conglomerates to find for, for ESPN to find, for Yahoo to find, for, uh, you know, for for my company to find. i give for... you an example.
3: Can I jump in just real quick? Just give you one example. Oh, yeah. what, and, then, and then, but like, so like yesterday, I'm not going to say, it doesn't, it actually doesn't matter. A sports book yesterday was tweeting out like, well, like a talent pick of the Cardinals Rams game, like right before kickoff at, a, at, at an incorrect number. Like Cardinals two and a half. Exactly. Like that number. Like the number does not, actually does not exist and has not existed. So like you are actually like, so the person, and it's not like, it's the person that's running the social media account doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Now, again, God bless them. Good for you on having a job. I'm not saying people should lose that. That's not what I'm saying here. It's just that like to support what you are saying, like a sports book, Twitter account is giving out a bet on a line that does not exist. It does not exist. It is not real. It has not existed for hours.
2: just to support what you're about to say which is that it's very difficult for these companies to find one like on-air talent that understands like what actually is a sports bet what are you actually doing so why is the number this way are they you know who is betting it uh you know is is this like the syndicate number uh, and also, even understanding like NFL lines are really sharp, right? Like even even someone who can understand that base concept that by and large, like NFL numbers are going to be really sharp. And you know the the very lazy, like, uh, oh, you gotta you gotta fade the public or, or fade the chalk dude, or whatever, dude. Like, people, nothing is. It's just
3: poisoning people's minds. This, this is poisoning people. I got a tweet from someone last night, like,
2: well, referees wouldn't try and screw
3: the Rams because sixty eight percent of the public money is on the Cardinals. It's like, do, do you understand? Like, I don't know. Like that, like, you're so right on like the fade the public thing and like well, bet percentage is this. It's like it doesn't fucking matter. It has no. It has no bearing or and like it means nothing to actually who covers the spread, but is propped up as gospel by people. It is. It is. It is. It is poison.
2: Yeah, and and um, like so so. But it's it's difficult to find on air talent that understands that. Difficult to find social media people that understand that. Difficult to find. Uh, you know, this is this is very niche, like inside baseball stuff, but like the producers that understand sports betting, like the people who are actually putting the shows together, working on the agendas, you know, talking to to the higher ups and stuff like that is that like that. I do not envy the the job of the people uh, who it is to, to find all of this and put it all together, because the the number of people who like understand, um, you know, the inner workings of all of this stuff and, and try to put together a good product like it's really difficult. It, yeah.
3: Um, well, so my my co-host, Ken Barkley, Lockie Lockerson on Twitter, who's brilliant,
2: like an very, actual, very smart guy. Yeah. If you don't if you don't follow Ken, he is he's much smarter than me
3: and like much smart. like when it comes to sports betting, like blows my ass out of the water. Not even close. I have learned a lot from him. He was a producer for Scott Van Pelt at ESPN before he kind of like got into doing like sports betting content. And like, I feel like him and I are good because like, I, I was a producer for a long time too. I was Adam Schein's producer for a long time at series. Adam's brilliant when it comes to like sports content, sports media, putting shows together. Um, so I think it kind of like, one of the reasons why our show is really good is because I think we both kind of have that mindset. Our producer is also good. Scott Lynn, who's great. Um, but like, I think Ken and I are pretty, we can, we can put a show together on our sleep and have it be really good. But Ken sure. has a gra- Ken has a great line, which is attributed to Scott Van Pelt. And I've said this on the air before. Which is like you know you can only worry about like your like you can't worry about the neighborhood you got to worry about your block so like a like you're right that like I don't envy these people b also I don't care like I worry about for like, sure my, like my show and that that's all I can worry about and like it doesn't mean that you're wrong it's just that I don't think like that because like I can't
2: for sure and um you know another another big you know topic in in uh, sports betting right now is like we we actually I think of. The, the industry of sports betting entertainment and specifically the fantasy people who have started to branch out into doing sports betting content, like the most natural extension of that was to start looking at player props, right? Because player props are, it, it really closely aligns with, um, you know, really closely aligns with fantasy. It's, it, it's a skill set that overlaps, the, the projections for fantasy are going to work for player props and stuff. And you know, kind of at the beginning of this, uh, you know, I, I honestly I don't think it's over dramatic to call it like a revolution. There was there was, yeah, you know, the, like the number not existing, right? Like we were just talking about that, or or not talking about the fact that the number moves after a bunch of people with a subscription to the same site. Just bet it or that, uh, you know, there's a big difference between laying minus 105 and laying minus 140 or whatever, which is what happens with a lot of these props that if the book doesn't want to move the number, they'll just move the juice. And I I actually, you know, to give credit to all of my friends out there in the sports betting industry, I see a lot less of that. Now I see, I see a much greater cognition of, you know, the fact that the lines move. Um, and, and also like, I feel like also the, the fantasy sports people who do that now, have actually done a good job of like education of being like, this is what actually happens when you're betting a player prop. You can't get the same amount down on McCole Hardman's unders that you can get down on the chiefs minus three. And that's absolutely by design by these sports books. Absolutely. Well, you know, I, I think it's a lot of it is, um,
3: everyone right, wrong, or indifferent myself included. I don't know if I want to like, I don't do it to this degree, but I do do it. Everyone does. Right. We all like, so I have learned a lot from guys like Ken, my co-host, candidly from Rob Pizzolo, who comes on our show, people like that. Yeah. I have learned a lot from like, and I feel like I am so much smarter and more intelligent. Like, I don't think it like as a broadcast talent, like I don't think like it's helped or hurt me because like that's like a different skill set. but as far as like my betting knowledge and like wherewithal in the space has improved exponentially as a result of doing you better you bet That is not me being like oh like this is the bet it's just the facts like i'm I deal with really smart people and like when I listen to smart people I'm like I have an open mind and I go I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. so like let me listen to really smart people and they know what they're doing and a lot of people in the space are doing that. So I really feel it's like, It doesn't even matter because it actually really doesn't. But I think it's less like people are like doing the work and figuring it out themselves, as opposed to like, they're seeing other smart people saying like smart things. And then they're like, now they're saying it and passing it along. Like it's their own. I say it on the show all the time. I steal shit from Ken constantly. And Ken will say, well, you are allowed to do that. Like I, Ken will say something really smart on you better. You bet. I go on the radio in Boston and I say it and people uh, in the Boston audience, like, wow, Nick's really smart. And I'm like, well, actually like, I I stole it from my co-host. And I'm open about that. But you got people, but you got you got people in the sport. These people don't know fucking anything. And that's okay. And they they'll see someone talk about like, I don't know, like,
2: you know. Wong teasers or,
3: you know, um, I don't know. I'll just use like any other example you want to talk yeah, I don't
2: know. I don't know shit about Wong teasers. I see, I see people talk about, about the teasers and the Wongs and stuff all the time. And I'm like, I, I, I'm not even going to. So you're to ready, you ready? You are ready for this? That. I'll, yeah, I'll give you something fun it.
3: to watch. I'll give you something fun to watch out for. Okay. So here's the next evolution in the Wong teaser content national conversation. So a Wong teaser basically is teasing up or down through three and seven. So you're capturing the most key numbers. And it it's like mathematically the best teaser you can put in. For example, last night, I put in a few long teasers for this Sunday. I bet uh, I bet Bengals one and a half. Um, I don't know what the line is on that game. Steelers-Patriots. Steelers up to seven and a half or eight at home against Tennessee in a game with a total of 41 and a half. And then Patriots up to eight or eight and a half in a game with a total of 45 and a half. So like, I feel like those are pretty solid bets. Might not win, but like, hey, like I need to lose by 10 points in a game with a low total. Probably not going to happen, right? Could happen. Could so happen. I, so what I feel like you're seeing now is people are just taking point spreads in those range. So like seven and a half to eight and a half as a favorite, one and a half to two and a half as a dog, and just arbitrarily teasing them because hashtag Wong teaser. Well, to actually, in a game with a really high total, you've got a better chance to lose because there's more variance attached to it. And that's what I feel like that's, you will see this. This is my prediction. And as time goes on, that's going to be the next thing. Well, well, we, I don't know if it's a good idea to tease this because the totals 52 here and it's 42 in this one. No one really knows that yet. That's what's coming next. Because you'll see, because it's a copy. It's like the NFL is a copycat league. It's a fucking copycat industry, man. And I do it too. So
2: I'm not criticizing.
3: People. Yeah, I no,
2: have I, I, which I think is, um that is like another really interesting thing about our industry is that like uh people end up, you know, con- copying what is successful, which I think is like good. Um, and, and, you know, it, of course it rewards the people who are, you know, really on the forefront of innovation, obviously, you know, like if you, if you are the person who is doing the content that ends up getting copied, like, obviously that's going to be a huge boon for you and your show. Um, how is, how has over the last, you know, year, two years or whatever, how has your, your interactions with, your audience changed as, as sports betting has become more and more popular, you know, as it gets on the broadcast, you know, we have, you know, on, on all these shows, we have the people giving out their picks. Like, do you think your audience, audience has gotten smarter or do you think because it's gotten larger that it's actually worse? Like the base interaction is actually worse.
3: I think it's, I think it's really good. Um, I also like mute people when they send me stupid shit. Sure. Yeah. So I, have like, I have like a zero tolerance for like, you tweet me something like, like there's a guy in our YouTube chat of our show who's always like, I, I think Nick muted me because he never responds to anything I say. he's literally in our chat every day. He's like a huge fan of the show. And like, he's probably right. Like he probably tweeted me something dumb and I muted him. Like, this is like, fuck Like, sorry. Like, you know, like, yeah. Don't sorry, dude. don't tweet me some dumb shit about a bet that I lost. Like, or, like or like you get, or like now you tweet into the ether in perpetuity. Sorry. Like, I, I, under, I appreciate that you listen to the show and that you follow me on Twitter. That does not give you a license to tweet dumb shit at me and have me respond to you, period. So I don't see a lot of the dumb shit that gets tweeted at me because when I get it, I immediately mute and move on and that's it. Um, so I'm sure I get like dumb shit. I don't know, but I think the vast majority of our audience is awesome and they get it. Cause I think, you know, and I know this is all like very self-serving, but I think that we really do this. I'm very cognizant of being extremely transparent and honest with the audience about what our goal is, which is yes, like you could, if you wanted to, the reason why people are so is I feel like they want to get smarter, like great. Yeah. Like you can f- like, we're not some, and it's not to criticize because again, like I get it, but like, I, we're not dropping picks on your head on Sunday. Like here are my picks. Like, are you riding or right. fading? with no analysis or rationale behind them. Like, no, like we're, uh, I will use like the, uh, I think it's the gospel of Luke, could be wrong, but the fish parable in the gospels. Uh, We are not plopping a piece of fish down on your plate. Like here's a pick. We are trying to teach you how to fish so you can do it for yourself. And like, you're gonna keep coming to us because we're smart and because we make you laugh. But like, we're trying to like make people smarter and we're honest about that. So of course they're gonna be idiots because that's people. They're idiots everywhere. but I think for the most part, our audience gets it. And I think that's, that's pretty awesome, honestly.
2: I mean, my favorite content in everything is just people that, that entertain me. Um, You know, like that, that's true in like podcasts, that's true in like uh, TV, like, and, and in some things like that, I'm interested in the subject matter, but sometimes people are, you know, so interesting and fascinating. I can listen to them talk about anything like, uh the our our friends over at at no dunks like their nba show like even if i'm not like you know right now it's it's december we're not even at christmas yes i i'm like not super locked into the nba season but i just like to listen to those guys because they're so entertaining like those guys are are just fascinating and i i mean i think that's true for fantasy football podcasts like you could have the absolute best information in the world you could be grinding the tape and the numbers and stuff harder than everyone in the world but like if you are uh, if like, if your personality is unbearable, or if you're just not that entertaining, I, I'm I'm just not really that interested in engaging with the content like and and, uh, you know, the number one thing, especially when you listen to podcasts is like, you just end up feeling like you know those people and, and, and it feels like you're just sitting in the middle of a conversation and like that is like the th- those are the that's the best, you know, uh, entertainment, like the best content for me. That's, I agree.
3: That's the goal of like, I think like, you know, you're, I'm sure that's one of your goals doing the show. For sure. It's one of, it's one of my goals with you better, you bet. So I, I couldn't agree more. Like, and I, I love when people say that, like, that's, I get the most satisfaction out of like, when we get like a review on our show. Like the people that like, that's the best, honestly, like the people that really get it, like what we're trying to accomplish. Like it just, it makes it really like, I'm not trying to be sappy, but like, that's like my, it's like my life's work almost. Like, I'm trying to like do a smart show, but like entertain and, make, and keep it light. And like, not, like, I, th- I think sports, um, it's like a saying that in, we have in the sports media, right? Well, it's like, we're, we actually exist in like the toy department of life, the sports. For sure. Sports is, sports is supposed to be fun. I'm not criticizing content that delves into social justice or politics. Like there's a place for all of it. I'm just not interested in it. Um, I want to keep it light and I want to keep it fun but I also want to keep it smart. And the people that I think like understand that I'm like, fuck yeah, man. Like, this is awesome. Like validation kind of, of what, of what we're doing. All
2: right. Let's get to, let's get to this football season. Did I, was this
3: like, I'm, I'm like, I want you to keep this in there. Like, was that, was I like way too self-serving with all the shit that I've said? Or was this like, was it?
2: No like, dude, people, when they're listening to a podcast, they, they mostly, I think want people to be authentic. And so even if, even if, like I mean, sometimes I can be listening to a show and I can be disagreeing, or or even finding what someone is saying to be like distasteful. But if it's like authentic and it comes from like a real place, I, I would much rather hear that, you know, than than someone just trying to say whatever they think the audience wants to hear. Like that's cool. always been that's always been my take. Cool. Um, so this NFL season, do you do you agree with the take that uh, that it is just mostly not been good that the games have been bad. And that um, that, that the product is, is markedly worse than even what we were seeing last year.
3: I'd like to preface this by saying that you couldn't find someone that loves the NFL more than me. Like you can love it as much as I do. I've been obsessed with this since I was six years old. I got the NFL encyclopedia in December, 1989. Thurman Thomas was on the cover. Um, I, I read it front to back.
2: I am an I, NFL historian. I, I had those books that were like explorations of historical plays. Did did I I, I feel like I would maybe even have like this was like uh, a Nelson Mandela effect thing for me because I have never heard anyone else talk about these. Was it what's what's what the Record and Facts book or something else? No, no, it was like the playbook. Like it, it, it had like the play diagrams for like all these famous plays in NFL history. And it would like I'm sure show, it existed, yeah. Yeah. And it would like show the play call and then it would show, you know, it would diagram out. So like the catch, uh, for instance, right? Like Montana yes, to yes, Like Yes, like the catch, the Immaculate Reception, like all of those. And I've never heard anyone else talk about them, but that was, I probably read that when I was like six or seven. And that was like when I was like, yeah, football's fucking awesome.
3: Yeah, football's the best. Like I, when I got, when I remember when Tecmo Super Bowl first came out, like the first football game where you could record stats for a season. And I kept a notebook of stats I used the Oilers and the Dolphins and I threw on every play and I never ran the ball literally at age like six and seven years old. It's a good portent. You were early. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Um, Yeah. So no one could love the NFL more than me just as much. Uh, That, that being said, this season has been absolutely atrocious. The quality of play is terrible. It's so bad. And like, and, and like, and also like, I don't want to be prisoner of the, like I act, I mean this sincerely, like this is not meant to be like a fly by night hot take. Because I know the officiating is always bad. This has been the worst year, I think, by like a decent amount for officiating season altering play. It's absolutely I mean, it horseshit.
2: is shit. It is the most absurd thing of all time that NFL officials are not full time employees. Like, what? How is how? I just don't even get how that's even possible.
3: Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so, it's Roger Ball. Like, this is, this is Goodell. And you know, right? So, but you know, like, it doesn't matter though. Cause like I'm hopelessly addicted to the products. Like, it's not like, I'm going to stop. Yeah. It. I'm like,
2: showing up regardless.
3: Like I'm going to, I'm always going to watch because a, I love it. B I gamble. C I play fantasy. I love all of these things. Like I'm not going to stop, but no, I, 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 I agree 100%. The product's fucking terrible, man. But that being said, I said this on you better. You better. I actually said, I literally said this verbatim yesterday. A the season has been bad. B like, I think we're going to have an electric final month of the regular season now.
2: Well, there, I mean, the the playoff race is so tight in in both conferences, so that makes for really good games. What I'm worried about is uh I mean, I I'm really worried about this with basketball and and with the NFL right now. It's like don't even COVID say s- it. Don't even Dude, say it. Dude, it's getting it. out of control. It's it's yeah. getting out of control and and you know, lots of people are thinking like why is it so so much more out of control than it was last year and I actually don't even think it's a conspiracy theory or, or anything about, you know, vaccinations or not. Like, I don't think it's any of that shit. I just think it's that last year, these teams were like literally locked down, like to get through the season, they were, they were just fucking bubbling up. And now, um, you know, we, we have so much have moved on towards getting back more towards normal life. And NFL players are, are the same as us. They want to go out to dinner. They want to go get their groceries. They want to go live their lives. And I certainly like, I, do you want me to get my pitchfork out and be like, oh yeah, Keenan Allen, I'm fucking pissed at you for going out to after dinner and testing positive. Like, no, like live your, live your life. Also, but, like he could have, he could
3: have been doing everything right and still tested positive. And still tested my mom, positive. My mom was telling me yesterday, you know, we were talking about, I'm getting my booster shot tonight. So Tuesday night, I took off the show tomorrow just in case I'm sick. Whatever. Like people can do whatever the fuck they want, whatever. But my mom was saying to me, um, one of her friends, husbands got sick. They wear masks everywhere. They do yep. everything right. They have no idea how we tested positive. It was like, uh, yeah. It's what are you going to do? It's just like, what listen, are you going like, to do? You could, you, could, you could yell at a cloud. It's like, these are the new rules of
2: engagement. Like, it just is. It like, just these is. are the rules yeah. we play
3: by now. And that's it.
2: And that's it. That's it. You know, you're right. And, and like, I don't have any like proselytizing or anything to do about it. But what I am, I am just fucking hoping and praying beyond hope that we don't get to like the AFC Conference Championship game and you know Mahomes test positive, or but like, do you I think mean,
3: that's gonna like? They will not let it happen. Like, I, I actually
2: like, I, I, actually I think, I almost think,
3: I, I almost think, Adele should be president of the United States.
2: Well, I don't. I'm not going to go that far. But I, I, I mean, there. Were, remember the remember they completed was, a season last year and saved all our professional asses in the middle. Yeah, of the that pandemic. was that was a, that was incredible of them. But do you do you remember when Brady? I think it was before the Patriots game. He just looked sick as shit. Do you remember he was at the press conference. Yeah, he had like guy, couple, yeah, like a cool, Yeah, whatever. He looked like a zombie. And I was like, they just, they just like, you know, his test got lost that week or something, which is like honestly, Good. I can't possibly be mad. Yeah. yeah. I, I really I can't possibly be mad. I'm but selfish.
3: Great, right, play the games. I that's I say this to people. Like, I have buddies in the media who are like bitch about this shit, like, oh, it's bullshit that they I'm not gonna name it because it doesn't matter. Oh, the mandating vaccinations and it's whatever. I'm like, you dumb motherfucker, man, like. Our fucking livelihoods are at stake here. I don't give a shit if they make that. They think they never can leave their houses just to play the play play the games. And here's like the NFL. Say what you want about Roger, he ain't leaving that money on the table, man. They no. they they gonna play the. I'm much more worried about the NBA than I am, and that's not to take a shot at Adam Silver. But, like, I am much more worried about, like, the NBA or college basketball needed to take, like, a pause than I am the NFL. The yeah. NFL is going to be fine. I,
2: I mean, the NBA is already trending towards it. Right now, as you and I are talking, the Bulls are on a yep. pause. They got, they got like, some games postponed. And I, I just think that's going to continue. And basketball last it, year. Yeah, and it all takes place indoors. Like, it just, like, it, the I mean, one thing we definitely, as we've all become epidemiologists, we've all learned that uh, the virus has spread much more closely indoors and and there's no there's no way for them to fight that like that just is what it is they're all indoors they practice indoors there's no uh the facilities are smaller right that that gets looked over like the the basketball facilities are smaller like it you know it i i am i am worried about um that but i i think that actually might be a boon for the nba because they have more, uh, ability to, like, act unilaterally, like, Silver can just be like, no, look, we're, we're pausing, we're, we're doing that, um, which I, I but think is... So adapt,
3: though, yeah. like, I think that's, adapt, like, one of, like, right. that's one of, like, the great,
2: like, humans, I think, are, like,
3: largely, I feel like aliens probably watch us, and they're, like, these dumb fucking morons, right, um, but, like, one thing that I think is good about uh, us humans, right, is that we, resilience, and we adapt, so, like, it just, like, the rule, like, it just is what it is. Like, I just don't under, I just think it's, like, a life philosophy thing. Like, you can spend your time bitching about, like, what is, but, like, you can't change it. It is what it is. No one wants it to be like this. So, it's like, okay, now what? Now how do we figure this out? And say what you want about the United States of America. I happen to think it's a great country. People may disagree. And that's fine. People are welcome to their opinions one way or another. But, like, this is a country that, like, if there is money to be made, the money is going the to be The money is going to be made. Yeah. So like, it's not like Adam Silver is going to be like, well, out of abundance of caution for the lives and the we health canceled of the young the men, season. we're canceling. Yeah. It's, it's like, or,
2: or. Bubble we're going to
3: make, we're going to make all of this fucking money and you are not allowed to leave your house.
2: Yep. All right. So what the, what the people really want from you, they know uh, we, we got to talk. We got to talk about one, Mr. Joseph judge, the, uh, the head coach of the New York giants. And it's, it's so funny because, you actually like I, I love to hate on the Giants. It's like one of my favorite things to do is to be like, you know, these these fucking jabronis and the rights. It's, it's so funny. It's so funny because you are a Giants fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. So I, I am like invested in them being terrible. Um, and it's so funny because every time I, I, I say something, some hilarious, you know, Giants stat like they haven't had a wide receiver running back score touchdown in two months you know, all all this stuff, you're always right there with me. Like, yeah, this guy is an absolute like clown. It's, it's so, it's just absurd that, and, and the Giants are, are far from the only team being run in an incompetent fashion, but it feels like because they have, you know, the Super Bowls and they're one of the New York teams, like it, it, it honestly, it feels like letting the sport down that they're so bad. Yeah. They're, they're embarrassing. Um, that's why I always say to people, like,
3: Sometimes like, cause I do, I do a lot of like local stuff in New York on, on the fan. He'll um, be you know, like, oh, like you're a bad fan. Like you're really negative. It's like, well, actually I tell the truth. Like tell the truth, be honest. Don't come on here and be like, well, yeah, things are looking up or like, well, like I, I heard um, a caller say, and I like went ballistic on it when I went on the fan, be like, there are positives to take from every win. It's like, well, actually, no, there are no positives in the 2021 Giants winning games. The positives are when the Giants lose because you want all the people involved to lose their gi- and like, that's, that's the shitty part of this. Cause it's like, these are people, Joe, these Judge are might people. Be, yeah. Joe, Joe Judge might be a great guy, like a great father a great husband, a great friend. Like that could be a thing, right? Of course. But like, he's also incompetent and he shouldn't have to he should not be the head coach of the giants and like tell the truth like be honest about this like and like this it just bothers me about fans in general and like i know like i probably shouldn't say shit like this because like there are audience like fans obviously i'm a sports fan too but it's like it's the tribalism i, I am
2: too and i i i go through these stages where i'm not where but like the the chiefs being like when they had that horrible shitty run like, I was like, this sucks. Like, I was enjoying football less when the Chiefs were, were really terrible. And I'm not even, like, a real Chiefs fan. I just lived there when they were really good. Um, but, like, it it's kind of just this thing. Like, fandom, I don't know. Even even when you know better. And you and I should both know better. Like, we do this for a living. We see it's just a business. You know, these guys are, are just employees. But, like, I don't know. There's just something about – being a sports fan, that once you've made that decision, it's very hard to renounce it. Like, like
3: when the Yankees lost to the Red Sox in the wilds game, I was fucking pissed. Like, this sucks, man. Like, I don't yeah. want, like, you know, but like, I don't know, like the tribalism involved, it's like politics. It's like, if you're a conservative, if you're, I don't want to say conservative, if you're a Republican, it's like, no matter what Trump said, uh, it's great. If you're a Democrat, whatever, no matter what Biden says, it's great. It's right. like, there's yeah. no like objectivity. It's like, just, just be honest. Just like, tell the truth. And if you're going to be honest about the state of the Giants, the coach is incompetent. The general manager is like several <laughs> degrees beyond incompetent. Like, the, like, like honestly, like almost like sabotaging the team. Like I would like, like it's, it's like a
2: joke. It's like, he like picked he is a so running back
3: second overall. Like I, I I'm, like imagine, imagine all of these things like happening in concert. The owner is a trust fund baby who was born on third base and convinced he hit a triple
2: like this is it's just did you did you see the report that that mara doesn't want (laughs) to fire joe
3: judge he thinks he's found his and like the guy who reported that ralph acciano is i've known him for a long time and it's like definitely not like he knows making it up definitely not making it up like i know ralph like he is not making that up i am sure that someone said that to him and like it could be true it probably is but like imagine thinking that like being like it's
2: it's so like guy like, needs therapy. I mean, dude, I lived it. I lived it with with Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett was like like a second, you know, like an adopted son to 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 Jerry. Like he loved Jason Garrett. He kept Jason Garrett like five years after Jason Garrett needed to be fired. Like right. and everyone knew it. And it's just like I mean, this is the cow. This is the Cowboys. That's a billion dollar organization yeah. being run by a guy who is not qualified to have his job. Yeah, but like. Hey, he's actually a really good drafter. I don't know how much credit we give him that. But anyway, uh, yeah, to the His, Giants. I, Jerry's kid. Jerry's kid is actually sharp. Steven Steven, Steven is very TV every TV time TV I Jones hear him talk, like, I'm like, this guy's yeah. smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's but, actually but, sharp.
3: But, but, yeah, but the Giants are, yeah. I mean, look, like they're gonna give they're going to give Judge full control. Like, this is why I tweet and I mean it. The Giants are I I maybe it's a slight exaggeration because like how much longer could it I I I I know what I'm actually gonna I'm gonna plant my flag on it and I'm gonna stick to it. I feel like they're closer to the beginning of the dark age that they're in now than, than to the end. Because he's gonna keep judge. He's
2: and gonna they don't judge a, they don't they don't have a quarterback and they they don't have an you're offensive you're, line, don't have a pass rush. You're fine. And winning winning four games a year is like bad because you're there's always gonna be a Jacksonville or a Houston that gets the the pick before you.
3: Yeah, it's just it's there's no positives to be gleaned from it. Like the positive comes, and I, I say this all the time. I am the best Giants fan, actually, because I understand that them losing is good for the benefit, of the long-term future. I am willing to sacrifice my personal happiness of them winning games and being good and rooting for them to win because I know that losing is, is to the benefit. So Joe judge, right? Here's why Joe judge sucks. And there were people that defend him in my mentions. Well, he hasn't had a chance because the team's not good. Blah, 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 blah. 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 Okay. A, we were all convinced. I sound like Biden now. I'm doing like a lot of like, here's the deal. One, beers. the yeah. deal. I'm doing, that. I'm doing that a lot in this. Interview. i got to stop doing that. It doesn't get a crutch. I feel like for me, I got to break up. Anyway, like everyone was saying in the offseason, well, the Giants, uh, this is the year for the Giants now. Year three for Jones. And now it's like all the excuses are being made. Well, the team's not good. Okay. Joe Judge doesn't call plays on offense or defense, right? Fact. Does not call Fact. plays. So when you have a head coach, like John Harbaugh, for instance, who does not call plays on offense or defense. You need that coach to be good at managing the clock and managing situations. And, and managing the, the right people. Decisions. Yes. Well, I'll get to that part of it in a second. But like, let's talk about like the game itself. John Harbaugh is objectively great at it. Yeah. Joe Judge is objectively fucking terrible, terrible. at it. Yeah. I watched. do you think like, I like when Joe judge was hired, I was like, man, I can't wait to say this guy sucks. Even if he's good, I want him to be good. I was sure. cautiously optimistic. It's like, I'd rather have
2: judge than Shermer. Cause I know Shermer sucks. I don't know. Judge sucks, but now we know judge sucks. Like, yeah, I wanted Mike McCarthy to have learned something, right? I wanted Mike McCarthy to be a brand new guy. He wasn't, but I wanted him to be, it's just like, I don't have an ax to grind. Like I just tell the truth. Like
3: the guy sucks. So, like, when he says last week, like, well, actually, I think being aggressive sometimes is punting and letting the defense do it. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Yeah. What are you saying? So, like, opening drive against the Chargers, the season's down the drain, you're playing with the backup quarterback, fourth and two in midfield, you punt. You're a fucking loser, man.
2: You are a loser. Yeah. You don't it's get It's just it. losing, losing ass mentality. You do not
3: belong in this league in the year of our Lord, 2021. Go back to 1988, where your fucking prehistoric ass belongs get the fuck out of my face. He sucks. So I don't want to hear anyone about all oh, well, of the team's not good. Okay. But if the team weren't good and he were making the right decisions, like during the game, I'd be like, okay, we've got hope. Cause like, then like maybe get a new GM,
2: get a quarterback and let's roll. Get a, Cause he's yeah, doing get the right quarterback, things. get a, get a left tackle. He's and- doing the wrong
3: things. He yeah. is doing the wrong and he doesn't call plays. And then like his big thing is accountability and discipline making players run laps, all this Bush league, high school, like literally high school
2: football shit.
3: Yeah. And guess what? The team does tons of dumb shit. They take, that's the thing is it doesn't even
2: work. They still get all these penalties.
3: So like, and then like, and it's so funny because I feel like anyone with half a brain and this isn't, I don't care if you have half a brain, you can listen to this guy talk and see through him for the con man that he is. Like with the dumb shit. Well, we're building a culture. Motherfucker, you fucking lose every game. What are you talking about, man? Building a a culture of losing. Like, how do you not, how do people not see through this? And it's like, I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He could be a great friend and husband and father. It's not a criticism of him personally, but like, he ain't the guy. And Gettleman's not the guy. And Kitchens ain't the guy. I actually like Patrick Graham, but the defense has rest this year, the defensive coordinator. Like, it just it just ain't going to work. It just ain't going to work. And, like, that's it. And, like, I guess it's, like, theoretically possible that they stumble upon, like, a good quarterback and, like, the team could be good. But he he's a terrible in-game coach. I guess, like, the, like, I guess maybe, like, if they retain him, like, I guess, like, he could, like, next year be good. Maybe if he learns. It could happen, of course. Like, all things are possible. I think it's unlikely. So, yeah, I just... I, I think that they're screwed. I think and I think that they're probably screwed for a while, which sucks, but at least I have my uh, my Super Bowl 21 25, 42 and 46 DVDs to
2: keep me uh, keep me happy at night keep you warm at night. yeah no that that's true. uh you know the the only other guy who is keeping the heat off him right now though is I feel like we're gonna look back at this urban Meyer year in Jacksonville and be like that was the weirdest and worst coaching experience. Like ever of all time, I thought it was going to be
3: a good hire, so I'll take a big time out on that.
2: Just because he was so good in college?
3: Well, because I felt like
2: um, he's really he's uh, look. Say what you want about him; he's not he's definitely
3: not dumb. Like he is not a dumb guy. Like you can say like he's bad, whatever. Like not self. I think he just
2: doesn't care. I I think I think the issue with the Jaguars is is he realized they weren't going to be good really early on, and he was just like, whatever. I'll just get fired and get my checks.
3: Maybe. You could you could very well be right about that. I felt like he was going to be like the ultimate like, delegator, like manager, etc. And he's obviously proven to be terrible it. So I, I take a big time L there. And yeah, Urban's taking the heat off Nagy, who oh, I mean, dude, Nagy, like, dude,
2: Nag- Nagy should be we we should be crucifying Nagy just as much as as we do it. Bro, else. I mean, he's bro, awful. There
3: are there are. Think about how much everyone loves the NFL. There are 32 head coaches in the NFL on the planet at any given time. What an exclusive, awesome, badass fraternity. Yeah. And so many of them, I wouldn't fucking trust to mow my lawn, much less fucking coach my favorite team. Matt Nagy punts at midfield against Aaron Rodgers down by 11 with 13 minutes to go in the game on fourth and inches, and then says the day after probably should have went for it. You think they're the only guys pass. that don't know it. It's insane to me.
2: So, so we, we're talking about, um, you know, and really the reason we're also so mad at Nagy is that we feel like he's ruining Justin Fields. And cause we all thought
3: Fields will be fine. I think
2: I uh, know. I think he will too. But I think Kyle Shanahan is getting a pass right now because the 49ers are doing just enough to win. But I think they would unquestionably be better or or be better off as a franchise if they were seeing what Trey Lance could do. Um, and and yeah. they've almost they've almost lost some of these games. I mean, they they lost that game against the Seahawks because Shanahan didn't sub Trey Lance in on a fourth and one run where they ran the zone read. And and oh. like he, he should have been crucified for that, and he wasn't really.
3: Well, it's like I mean, what what was the point? I mean, look, now we go down like the lens. What was the point of of doing this for Lance? It's like he's not going to play this year. Yeah. What like, was the point? What was the point of
2: and and it? You know, it sounds like maybe he wanted to take Mac Jones, but then got bullied out of taking Mac Jones. Yeah, and please, it's like, yeah. like it's
3: all fucking, it's all just bullshit. Um, how about this? Ready? Um, I'm going to bring up right now, just for shits and giggles. Like, I, unless you want me to go do more on the Giants here, I have something. No, else no, no. Me. Okay. Because it's all just like with the Giants. It's like, oh, like what? What can you so say? Like, like, who cares? Yeah, I wanted, under- you, I
2: wanted. I wanted to get your piece. Yeah.
3: No, of course they're they're incompetent. It's obvious if anyone disagrees, they're wrong. Like, just like that's just the fact. All right, let's go through the coaches in the NFL, and I will tell you if I think the coach is a good in game. Now, like Shanahan is a badass offensive mind play caller, yes. etc. Like Lafleur, badass offensive mind play caller. All right, Belichick, good in-game coach Sean McDermott I think has proven to be fucking brutal
2: yep and and I think he's tilting like I think like he's been good but I think he's just like tilting right now you can see it on his face during the games yeah
3: um Flores I'm actually
2: I'm more bullish on the Dolphins and Tua and Flores than like anyone else I'm I'm bullish on them too but I don't know if he's like well uh, how about this jury out
3: jury Uh, out Sala jury out. Cause like, it's still early, but probably not
2: great. Probably not great.
3: Uh, Harbaugh, badass. Good. Yeah. Ste- good. Stefanski mostly good, but I think he gets too cute sometimes.
2: And, and he's very hamstrung by the players that he has available.
3: But like, but dude, like the punts in the divisional round, like giving the ball back to the chiefs, I don't care if it's Chad yeah. Henney, like yeah, you yeah, go yeah. for it. Like, sorry, buddy. Like that's a major, but I'd say mostly good Stefanski. Zach Taylor. Slap Taylor, moron. Yeah. Like how like imagine if the Bengals had like actually like passed the ball the entire game. They would have won by double digits against the 49ers on Sunday. They lost that game because of him. Yeah. Like, like, okay, now it's 20 to 6. Now it's time to throw it against a team with no corners, moron. Yep. Taylor, bad. Tomlin, good. Brabel 50-50. He's like, like,
2: he's it just like it's like depends on what side of the mattress he wakes up on. Yeah, like, sometimes, sometimes he's
3: awesome and sometimes he's the worst.
2: Sometimes he he is like, uh, like you know, like Harbaugh. And then sometimes he shows up and he's like, we're going to punt and we're not going to run any play. It's just, it's very, I think terrifying. he's mostly bad. Cause like, look, he, they were down in against
3: Baltimore in the division, in the wild card game this past January, past midfield, and he punted at the end of the game. It's like, dude, like your, your season's like about to end, like in your punting, like you're, you're, you're dumb. Frank Reich, I feel like is like 50 50. Like I thought he was brutal in the wild card game against Buffalo last year. Cully, uh, whatever. Uh, urban whatever Reed, good staley my king the best fangio sucks visaccia gruden suck mccarthy sucks rivera sucks sirianni jury out judge I sucks. Think sirianni's
2: bad uh, my take is that i think sirianni's bad.
3: mostly bad i kind of agree with that lafleur i think like obviously you can't argue with the wins and losses but he also um kicked the field goal and gave the ball back to brady in the nfc championship game dumb zimmer sucks naggy sucks campbell whatever Arians, I actually think kind of low key sucks.
2: I and actually Arians, lo- Arians has always loved kicking, but I mean, you have Tom Brady and Mike Evans and and, and uh, Chris Godwin and Gronkowski, and a lot of those pack cracks are going to get papered over.
3: Uh, Arthur Smith, I actually feel like might be like a really good coach because like the fact that this team is six and seven, I don't care about point differential. Like they yeah, are it seems crazy now, and they get blown out by by good teams, and they barely. And, and need they're bad the teams, they're still. the
2: first team ever to figure out the right way to use Cordell Patterson.
3: That's true. So I
2: actually like Arthur
3: Smith, Sean Payton, whatever Uh, rule. I think sucks. fake sharp Uh, Kingsbury, obvious moron McVay, terrible in-game coach Shanahan, terrible in-game coach Pete Carroll, get him out of my face. They're almost all bad at in game.
2: Yeah. Like, like, and, and, you know, I feel, I mean, most people listening to this podcast, like are agreeing with all of this. And so it's, it's really easy when you're, when you are in our world, it's really insular to be like, yeah, obviously we all know these coaches are bad, but by and large, the football watching audience and the people inside of the NFL, they would all tell us like, oh, well, you don't really understand, like you don't understand what these guys are doing, um, you know, and, and like it, it's just it, it's insane that coaching should actually be the biggest advantage because there's no salary cap that that pertains to, to coaches and uh, like you should just have the best people for the job always and it's not, it's, you know, a lot of times it's, it's your, your buddies get hired, you know, uh, Zach Taylor, I believe is the husband of the Bengals owner. I, I think he's the son-in-law of the Bengals owner or something like that. Like he's how connected about, by marriage.
3: Mike Zimmer's kid is the d- defensive coordinator and Kubiak's son's the offensive. Like, it's disgusting.
2: Yeah. And, and these are, these are, you know, like this is what happens in like corporate America, but like, you know, they you don't see I don't know. it because who
3: gives a shit what happens at Kodak?
2: Like I care about what exactly he gives a shit, but it's it's very it's you know it's literally on our TVs. We are seeing it. We are seeing it every week, and it it just feels insane that that is the way that that coaching hires are done. Like it just feels insane that that is the way that the the business is run. Like why 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 would Gary Kubiak's kid be a good coach? I mean, look,
3: maybe, like maybe he is, but like also like it's like enough.
2: I'm good. Yeah. Enough. Yeah. Enough. Enough. All right. Let's get you out of here. Tell the people you better you bet where to listen, how to listen, when to listen, all that good stuff.
3: Yeah, you better you bet. Weekdays three to seven p.m eastern, odyssey.com, odyssey app. betql network.com, beql app, Odyssey Stations Nationwide as part of the aforementioned BetQL Network, youtube.com backslash Odyssey sports, twitch.tv backslash betql. I'm on Odyssey Stations throughout the week in all the major markets. I do a show on WFAN in New York, 8:30 to 9 a.m. Eastern every Sunday morning during the NFL season. And then uh Ken and I are also on 10 a.m. to noon on Sundays, getting you set to bet. And win on the national football like, Can you tell? I I say that. Yeah.
2: Lot? Can we tell? Can we tell that that Nick is uh you know Nick Costas? Can we tell that he is a professional broadcaster? I I think that <laughs> uh, I think we probably can. So everyone, uh, you can follow him at uh, the Costas, and you can uh, listen to his show. You better, you bet. You can subscribe on. Uh, you can listen to it as a podcast. You got. You can listen to it on the radio. I would encourage you guys to uh, to all do that, and we'll be back next week.
0: Is America's primary system working?